Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle related here on the East Side. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. As always, we've got an amazing show for you today. We've got a fantastic guest. But before we dive into that, I wanted to do our weekly uh, real estate update. Last week, I had some stats. I always think stats are good. But I think one of the best ways to get a take on the real estate market is to just talk about what's actually going on. You know, whenever you're buying and selling real estate, you want an active agent in the current market that you're in. That is the best way that you're going to get good results. And I was out this weekend showing property. It was a $620,000 house in uh, the Juanita North area of Kirkland. There were probably four other buyers when I was there with my clients on a Sunday morning. So I thought that was good. It's telling, right, about the market. The buyers are out there. I know mortgage applications are up significantly. So I think that's good for buyers and sellers. Sellers, if you are thinking about putting your house on the market uh, right now, I think you can be very confident that you're going to get a good result. There are definitely buyers out there. And buyers, now is a good time. January is kind of a funky month, though. So don't get discouraged if you're out there looking and you don't feel like you're finding what you want um, because things are starting to come on the market, but we're not in full swing with new listings yet. And so you're kind of looking at the leftovers from last year. It's a little bit of a funky time. So stay the course, but also be encouraged. What I'm seeing in my own real estate experience and hearing from other agents is that there are multiple offers out there. You may likely have to compete, but it seems to be a little bit different than last year. Sometimes it's taking multiple offers just to get back to full price, or if they're going over, it's not as dramatic as it was last year. So don't let the multiple offer thing discourage you. As always, if you have questions about buying or selling real estate, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to schedule a consultation with you. We can chat, talk about what the right thing for you might be. The best way to reach me is via email, Nicole at NicoleMangina.com. And without further ado, <laughs> I would love to introduce Sarah Harvey Yao Thank with Yao you. Consulting. Yay. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So happy you're here. Thanks. I've known you for years. I know. Um, we don't get to sit across from each other very we often. We don't. So, so, <laughs> this is a treat. Anytime I'm in the same room with you, it Aww. makes me happy. Um, and I'm so appreciative right that you're here you. today. Thank you. Thank you. So, and Sarah, tell us about what you do. You are a leadership mindfulness coach, primarily for people in the corporate world, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I primarily work with um, generally executives in yeah. corporate environments and really focusing on their leadership because most of them when they come to me, are at a place of either burnout or getting mm -hmm. close to burnout, or they're just, everything that they used to do just doesn't work anymore. Yes. Uh, and they're leaving an unintentional, emotional, mental wake behind them. Yes. Um, so having unintended impact. So that's generally why people come to me. And really what we do is focus on, um, we kind of take it all the way back. I don't, right. I don't immediately work on those external skills of mm -hmm. communication and influence. We get there, but where we start is inwardly. I bet. Um, and, yeah. and really focused on present moment awareness. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't always use the language of mindfulness, um, but really about presence. Because when yes. a leader is fully present, they are tapped into um, a well of resources mm -hmm. that their mind alone wouldn't be able to produce. Awesome. And I love that you're doing it in the corporate world because I think mindfulness and presence actually, and I th agree, I actually think presence is a more relatable word for a lot of it, people. It's, it's, it's one I always relate yeah. to. So I, that's, I, that's why I, I chose it. they're two sides of the same coin, <laughs> yeah. but they're slightly different. Yeah. And I really do like the presence part of it. Um, but I think it's great that you're applying it to the corporate world 
and leadership because that's an area where I think it feels like sometimes maybe they don't go together or people assume you can't be yeah. an effective, strong leader and still have this presence part. Yeah, I think right? culturally and particularly in the last you know few decades, mm-hmm. there's been this belief that we're, we're, we're separate. We need to bring right. some separate self to work. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk about whole leadership and, right. and really blowing that old paradigm out of the water mm-hmm. um, because we're human. This, right. is, this is a human issue. Sure. And so if it's at school, if it's at work, if it's at home, mm-hmm. we're all the same, you know, same human. And, and turning inward, you'll be able to be more consistent across the board wherever you're showing up. Exactly. How did you end up on this path? Well, I, I grew up with my dad in leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was president of a company, and uh, at an early age, he had me coming into leader, his leadership mm-hmm. team meetings and just observing, and I started seeing some funky things <laughs> happen, and we would start just talking about That'd them. That would be fascinating to get, like, the kids' perspective oh, yeah. on things, like, right? Business in the 80s. Yeah, that was, well, that that was pretty. Well, that age is a different era, and then be at a different, you know, age yeah. group, I I yeah, and so and, and I saw his humanity, and, yeah. and he would talk about it. So there was just sort of this early exposure, right? And then I found myself becoming more interested in in communication and leadership, and kind of growing up in, mm-hmm. in my career in in leadership development. Mm-hmm. And um, it's when I went out on my own 15 mm-hmm. years ago um, that I started to really go on this inward journey myself first. Sure. Um, and I started a business. I was pretty successful from the get-go. I was speaking a lot and and had small children, high pressure, lots of deadlines, and I was going, going, going. And I right. think anybody who's got a lot going on in their plate can understand. Like I was driving to the next meeting, wondering what I had just said, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to wear at the next speaking gig. I mean, my mind was constantly racing. Yeah. And it happens even without realizing oh. it. all of a sudden you're just in this spot. Yeah. Right? And I was just on autopilot, just yeah. going, going, going. And um, about 10 years ago, I, or yeah, it's five years into my career, mm-hmm. 10 years ago from now, um, I had this low grade respiratory cold that I couldn't mm-hmm. quite shake, and, but I kept pushing it and mm-hmm. kept pushing it, kept pushing it. And after my really my last big speaking gig of that time frame, I woke up um, and went to take a drink of water, and water dribbled down my face. Oh! And I went to touch my face, and I couldn't feel it. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, that feeling you have Novoc- with Novocaine. Oh yeah. Turns out I had Bell's palsy, and uh, where scary. it's a virus where the whole right side of your face is paralyzed. In- oh. And wow. that's um, scary. Oh, especially when you've got little kids and you're like, mm, oh, how's yeah. this thing going to play out? It was my life's wake up call. Yeah, absolutely. My life stopped me. Right. Um, and it from that moment on. And I think a lot of people can relate to mm-hmm. having the that instance where mm-hmm. your life says, oh, uh, uh-uh, you don't get to do mm-hmm. it this way anymore. Right. Um, and that was mine. Uh, Bell's palsy was mine. And it really put me on a, a very... Uh, profound and personal mm-hmm. and, and internal journey where I started studying with teachers and I didn't even know what I was doing but mm-hmm. life was sort of taking me yeah um and after the the further and uh, inward I went it really became for me the foundation of everything is right. presence yeah and present moment of awareness is where we start right I love that yeah I didn't know what I was doing, but here I am. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you have 
helped leaders and taught you. So you consult with people. You do speaking events. Yeah. You've got books. There are all kinds of ways that you are out there connecting with people and helping people do this. Yes. And I I think what resonates with with my Mm -hmm. clients and audiences is that we just we just take it down to the to the very next thing. Right. The very easy thing. The beautiful thing about presence is it's our natural state. Right. We were we know how to do this. We know what it feels like to be fully present. Mm-hmm. And what I know is that my clients do not yet need another thing on their to-do list. Right. So the beautiful thing is we can take any one single moment and bring more attention to it. Mm-hmm. And we have so many moments in a day that right. we can just, we just take the next step, right? The yes. next thing. Can I, can I really feel this warm cup of tea or a coffee in my hands? Mm-hmm. Can I feel my feet on the ground as I'm walking down the hallway? I love it. Can I look at somebody in the eye and just for a moment be a bit more present than we were? Mm-hmm. And then it starts building on itself. Fantastic. Well, that, and that kind of leads me into my next group of questions is, you know, can you give us some pointers? You just gave us some fantastic yeah. ones. Yes. Um, and it is, it's just that split second of bringing yourself back into your body and in the moment. Mm-hmm. Of, currently, I'm all about, you brought us, so first of all, how can people connect with you? Yes. My website is, is okay. the chock full of resources. Okay. And it's Yao Consulting, uh-huh. Y-A-O uh-huh. Consulting.com. Perfect. And there are uh, links to my books and some free audio um, mm-hmm. programs where I guide people through just taking taking a moment. Yes. Um, and and uh, there's small, you know, shorter ones and there's a whole 10 minute one. <laughs> <laughs> For those who are going for it. I know, which feels like a lot. Some 10 minutes is Oh, man, that was not accessible to yeah. me at the beginning. Isn't that yeah, funny? Yeah. It's true. We've all had that moment. I don't have 10 minutes. I don't even have five minutes. And and I get that. I, I mean, for I sure. when I started, meditating did not feel accessible oh, to gosh. me. Yoga was not appealing to me. Right. So for years, it was just about building on, on okay, I'm taking a drink of water. Okay, I'm feeling, the. I'm actually taking a moment to fully... Pay attention to this water. Yes. And then I was off to autopilot again. Yeah. But, and then I'm like, oh, I'm washing my hands. Right. I am actually feeling the warmth of the water. Great. And then I was off to something else. Yes. But but that's where I needed to start. And I think that's where a lot of people need it to start. It is. And I think giving yourself permission that that's okay and not using that yes. as an opportunity to beat yourself up because you weren't present for oh, the moments in between. Yes. It's always coming back and forth. Um, but it's so we're talking about presence and yes, so we're talking with Sarah Harvey Yao today of Yao Consulting, um, presence and for leadership. And, um, you know, we're talking about being present. So one of the reasons you would want to work with Sarah is she has these really awesome stress balls, (laughs) but they smell like lavender. The whole studio smells amazing right now. And it's actually helping me be more present because that smell keeps bringing me back. It's one of my tools. I know you're (laughs) sneaky. Um, and it just smells really good. And I, I got to give a shout out to Lavender Lovies. Okay. Uh, LavenderLovies.com. She, uh, Gina, always. Um, Did she put these together she for you? She does. She All always right. she always sets she me up. But using our senses mm-hmm. is one of the the easiest ways yes. we can bring ourselves into present mm-hmm. moment awareness. So that is why. I give busy corporate people something to do with their hands. And uh-huh. then when they're all antsy, I just say, just smell it. Just yes. smell the ball. I know. <laughs> I, there's. And then there's some science around the aromatherapy of lavender. for sure. uh, And then everyone goes home feeling like, or uh, smelling like they had a massage. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm going to take this to my next uh, real estate negotiation. I'm yeah. just going to put it in the middle and do this a couple uh, times I so hear, it makes everybody smell like lavender. I hear some and, pretty good things about those lavender balls. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some other tips that you can share with us today about presence, whether it's in um, the corporate world or just life in general? Yeah. Um, some of the, the things I notice about mm-hmm. b- busy people, and I don't care if you work in the corporate environment or not, mm-hmm. everybody's calendar is ridiculously packed full. Yes. And it's it's hard to get to break and just take a moment of pause when you're on always, 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 always going. Yes. And so one of the things I ask my clients to experiment with is either build in some transition time. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those. So can you build in five or ten minutes between your meetings so right. that you can ask yourself, you can tune in and say, well, what do I need right now? Right. And it's, oh, I need to use the restroom or I want that next cup of coffee or I just need to shoot this email off. Because if we don't have the transition time, we're going, going, going. Those things are building up in our mind. Yes. And it's actually um, causing us to be more adrenalized. Right. To be in that fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. And so a little bit of just asking people to create little air pockets in your day. I love that. So if that's five or ten minutes between meetings, mm-hmm. and then if you've done that and you want to kick it up a couple notches, all right, uh, this intermediate level. Yes, here. this, this is tool is amazing. Everybody, uh, it's a little counter logical, but to build in what I call white space yes. into your calendar, mm-hmm. and you may have heard me talk about this yes, before. Yes, I know it's like life changing. But actually. this is um, when I talk about white space. It's a block of one to one to three hours mm-hmm. in your schedule. Sometime in during your week yes. where n- you have no preset agenda. It's not given away to anybody mm-hmm. else. It's not um, promised to, to any other purpose mm-hmm. other than you get to come into your white space, ask yourself what you need, take a moment, become present. Because right. the moment we ask ourselves what we need, we're a little bit more present mm-hmm. than we were. And then you get to be at choice yes. about how you use your time. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't that may mean that you want to work on your emails right. or it may mean that you want to go take a walk and think about that strategy that you haven't mm-hmm. had time to think about. Right. It may be the phone call that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit of, of pressure release and or an air pocket, whatever analogy I want to choose this morning. <laughs> uh, but it, it creates um, a little bit more calm in the system. Yes. And a little bit more space to be proactive. Because mm-hmm. I know most of my clients feel like they're reacting to their day all the time. Yes. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that I'm a huge believer in white space as yeah. well. And I have a blog and actually the blog post that will come out later this week. The title is what if the contingency plan was the plan? Yes. Right. Because there's this whole checking in so you can get things done. But what I have found, especially at the phase of life I'm in, right? I'm busy. I have my real estate career. We have our boys. We have a lot going on. Rarely, in fact, pretty much never, does a week go the way I think it's going to go? Mm-hmm. Right? It just doesn't happen. <laughs> yes. Right? There's always some curveball. This was Martin Luther King week, right? Uh-huh. Which if you don't have kids in school and you don't work, well, if you work for the government every day is Martin Luther King uh-huh. Day right now. So sorry about that. But, um, you know, if you don't work for a bank or have kids in school, you don't know Martin Luther King Day exists. But if you have kids in school, all of a sudden you're taking a holiday, which may or may not be a good thing, right? Uh-huh. You're like, okay, now I have a four-day week and, you know, it's like, Cram everything but there's always something that seems to come up, right? It really throws you off track. So if you've got that white space, it's not as catastrophic. Absolutely. You know, because you kind of planned that either something's not going to go the way I 
thought it was going to. And now, great, I've got this buffer of time to figure it out. Or I did get everything done. And now I've got this time, like you said, to go in and fill in these other spaces and do these things. Absolutely. Um, so I think just proactively planning on having that um, is life changing. It, it really is. And anything you can do to help create just a little bit um, more space, mm -hmm. because uh, frankly, and it, to me, it comes right down to it. You need you need a little bit of space. We all do to just be at our best. Yes, right. So often leaders ask, "Why why am I trying to be present? Like, mm -hmm. what's the big deal? Is an autopilot super you know effective?" And it'll get you it'll get you a certain yeah. place. Um, but what I know is that when we have a little bit of space, and it can be the the minute or the thirty seconds, or it can be the transition time, or it could be the few hours mm -hmm. when we have the space, we can connect into something other than just our autopilot conditioned mind. Yes. And for many leaders, that is connecting into their their gut sense. Yes. Their um their intuition. For sure. Their just their knowing. Mm -hmm. Um often my clients will say, you know, when I took that walk mm -hmm. or I just went and worked off off campus yeah. or off off site for a little bit. Or I just took a little bit longer in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, they have these out of the blue ideas or they have this just this hunch that came to them. Yes. Where we can't really explain it, but it is coming from somewhere other than the conditioned mind. Yes. And it is often way more effective and uh, resourceful question. and intelligent and creative and, um, and again, resourceful than what they could have created just from their um, autopilot conditioned yeah. mind. And it, yes, and I think it's fascinating for us also to realize we have more time to deal with some of these things than we think we do. I notice it in my real estate negotiations, right? You know, you, you're representing one party, you get a call from the other party. Mm. And whenever I feel like, gosh, you know, we just, time is of the essence. We've got to get this done. I get the call. I immediately pick up the phone and call my client. I mean, the call goes fine. But if I can give myself even just 10 minutes in between so when I hang up the phone and when I pick it up to really like, okay, this is the information they gave me, but what does this really mean for the bigger picture for my client? What do I really think the other person's trying to get at? And just give myself that time to think through things and, you know, figure out really where we're trying to go. I can often come up with better and or just more options for my client and I'm able to advise them in a way that I can't, even in just that 10-minute window. Oh, so and really great. nothing's going to yes. change in 10 minutes, right? Yes. If they don't want the house in 10 minutes, they didn't want it in the first place. Right? So to have that time, it's it, mm -hmm. I've noticed a huge difference in my negotiations and interactions with clients Perfect. and other agents and everything. Such a great, yeah. great example mm -hmm. because you're tapping into... Um, in, into, like we said, other resources, mm -hmm. other parts of your system. Yeah. That, um, and, and what's the counter, kind of counter logical yeah. thing is, I don't have 10 minutes or I don't have an hour. Yeah. It's um, when, we're, when we're using all of our whole system, mm -hmm. that's why we call a whole leader, mind, yeah. heart, gut, um, it, it's a heck of a lot more efficient. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, amazing. Yeah. The default is, okay, I got off the phone. I Let's know. Make another phone call. Yeah. And we go kind of thing. And so those so present, interesting. taking even those those tiny moments of presence yes. interrupts that autopilot. It mm -hmm. interrupts that pattern of going, 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 going. Right. And and that's all we need. Mm -hmm. And it starts building on itself. Yeah. Um, and again, because presence is our natural state, it feels good. Yes. It feels it feels more grounded. Mm -hmm. And it, we tend to 
get drawn to doing more of it. Right. Exactly. So it's, con- it's a bit contagious in it a wonderful is. way. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So when you work with people, do you tend to work with groups or one-on-one or probably both, I would imagine, Yeah, I do. It's a combination. I love working with clients Mm -hmm. one-on-one. It's usually a pretty in-depth engagement over over often six months to a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where we really, really get to um, work through a lot very efficiently. I bet. And at a pretty deep and profound level. Mm -hmm. Um, And then often organizations will bring me in to um to speak to to groups to sales organizations to yeah. to technical people too i mean the beautiful thing is presence is a human condition or right. lack thereof yes. i should say <laughs> is a human condition and so this this message tends to relate to many um many many groups yeah um i would imagine you have some pretty cool testimonials though because i know this is the type of thing when you start applying it you're like whoa you know, people end up with talents they didn't even know they had yeah. or results they didn't think were possible yes. um, with less stress. So yes. I think that's pretty cool. And it, it's it's all a little mind trippy, really. Yes. <laughs> well, I we, know. It's like you're doing um, magic or voodoo on something. Yeah, right? it's not at all. Yeah. It's just it's when we do interrupt the pattern of autopilot, it does feel kind of magical. I <laughs> know. Like, I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> um, and most often what I hear from my clients is their experience of getting results, better results with far less effort. Yes. And they're like, I, and, I mean, they, they yeah. almost whispered to me, Sarah, like, I am not working nearly as hard as I used to be. Yeah. And all these things are happening. And, and, you know, often, often there's just, with my clients, there's tends to be a lot of visibility. So yeah. their results are often very visible too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beautiful thing, I mean, I, I talk about, working with leaders, corporate leaders, mm-hmm. and their impact, they impact so many people. Right. Um, but the, the, the way I think about leaders mm-hmm. is anyone who has the opportunity to influence another person. Right. So even if you're not working in a, in a corporate environment as an official leader, mm-hmm. um, I have noticed and heard that when people really cultivate presence within themselves, it does impact people around them. Right. Their children, their coworkers, their community, mm-hmm. and um, and it's often inspiring because uh, the other kind of regular testimonial I'll hear is people will come up to my to the people I've been working with and say, "What are you doing? Really? You know, I want what what? There's something different about yeah. you. Yeah, they can't quite name it, but they know they like it, right? And then and that's why I'm saying presence is contagious. The people people recognize it. That's awesome when they see it. Yeah. That's yeah, it it is, and it's it is often an intangible thing, um, and I love that you start at work, but I think it does it definitely rolls over into the home. Oh, for sure, it's my practice at home. Presence at home. I know is my continued practice with my two we, teenage I, which boys, which is not easy, quite honestly. We had to everybody had to check their phone into the kitchen last night because oh, everybody's yeah. like on their phone oh, yeah. doing whatever. Um, it's pretty cool what happens when everybody has to put their phone away. Well, that's another tool. You, I mean, you, yeah, you've already got this. You could teach this, Nicole. Well, but. <laughs> you know, but I, just like everybody, it, I get off track, right? You just get caught up in the moment, and there's only so much time, and how are they going to fit it all in? I and, know. You know, everything's like a bullet-pointed to-do list, and then all of a sudden you realize, well, this how's that working for you? Not so awesome. Absolutely. Right. One of the other tools, um, another, I have, I have many. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both in my books. <laughs> <laughs> in both my books. Um, 
But the, just taking technology break. Yes. Uh, biggest bang for your buck is to remove technology from your bedroom. Yes. Uh, yeah, which we do. We don't have stuff uh, Yeah, fair room. amount of science around that. Yeah. Um, and that may require you to purchase an actual alarm clock. So Easy. I know I have sat with me <laughs> clients and they're on Amazon and we just got them a clock right there. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but or this idea of uh, the meals, the tech free meals mm-hmm. um, or stopping your usage of technology. Yes. At least a half an hour, ideally an hour before bed. Yes. Really shifts um, sleep. We had a whole blue light conversation. Oh, great. At home you yesterday. Know oh, actually, oh, last good. night. <laughs> God, you guys are good. <laughs> I, I don't know. We bring it up. The kids look at us like we're crazy. But oh, but, but you know it's what? True. They, they can feel it. I yeah. ended up taking my son's phone away at about three p.m. yesterday. Mm-hmm. As it was just he was so scattered, um, and he he it almost is like he's relieved. Yes, because he immediately just went outside, played basketball, folded his mm-hmm. laundry without me asking. Like, hello, <laughs> I'm going to take your phone away every the he- afternoon. The heavens have spoken. I know. <laughs> 13 years old, people. <laughs> it's so possible. So, There's hope so proud. for all of us. <laughs> I cannot guarantee the results here, but. Yeah, results may vary. Yeah. Not typical. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. But, there, but they, he just had access to something yes. other than just being on autopilot and just, you know, flipping to the next page or game or whatever he's doing on that phone i know i have to admit our boys are pretty funny you take it away and they they sit there on the in the couch like what do we do now yeah (laughs) if you give it about 15 minutes they'll figure it out they'll go do something else (laughs) there's some brain science around that though there's some the amount of time it takes to come off of of i'm gonna say it the drug um Mm -hmm. because it actually hits the same part of your brain as as um as a narcotic technology Mm -hmm. use um there is some kind of withdrawal that needs yeah. to happen, and that's okay. Yeah, that's we all feel it. If you can move through that, then um, you'll have access to something else. Yeah, very cool. I actually yeah. just found myself. Um, I love reading books on my Kindle, mm-hmm. but I actually went in. There's a couple of books I want to read, and ordered them from the library in the hard copy. Oh, so old school of you. Know. That's the way I like Acrylic. to read too. I know. So, um, but I'm excited because I'm trying to get off my screen a little bit. Great. So, any kind of. Last final tips you can share with us today. Yeah, I just make it easy. Just yes. make it easy. It's it's and be easy on yourself, right? Yeah. As you go through the process, the whole game is how often can I remember? Yes. And if the game is how often I can remember, you're <coughs> going to guarantee you're going to forget. That's part of the game. Yes. So it's you're going to remember for a moment, and then you're going to forget for hundred moments, and mm-hmm. then you might remember again. And just allow that to be there. Choose something. Yes. To interrupt the pattern, to mm-hmm. interrupt your autopilot, and and see what that feels like, and let it build on itself. I love that. It yeah. is. It's just a work in progress. Yes. So, again, thanks for joining us oh, today, such Sarah. A joy. Thanks yeah, for having me. We've had Sarah Harvey Yao with Yao Consulting on the show today. Um, totally recommend that you check out her website, yaoconsulting.com. You can hire her, or even just pick up one of your books. You've yeah. got all kinds of great tips in there. Um, whether you're in corporate leadership or whatever it is you do, presence is where it's at. And Sarah is one of the experts at it. So Mm, thank you for joining us, everybody, today. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Mm